What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, want to thank you for joining us for another edition of the Charles Coleman Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Coleman, and I'm very excited to welcome you to another show. We're going to get right into things, but before we do, make sure you do yourself a favor, hit that like button, that subscribe button at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching us on YouTube or listening and streaming us wherever podcasts are heard. We got Apple, we got Amazon Music, we got Spotify, we got Pandora. We're everywhere like air. The Charles Coleman Podcast, your new home for black brilliance and your new favorite podcast. Uh, of course, very excited about today's show. A lot of good stuff to talk about. And of course, I love, I mean, super duper love when I get a chance to run the triangle offense. And today is no exception. I've got my dream team is with me. And uh, I'm super happy about this combination because I haven't run it yet. So we're going to see how this works out. This is going to be a real interesting mix of personalities we got on the couch to my right the sister i did not know that i needed and even less wanted y'all love her the southern bell herself hillary powell's in the building ladies and gentlemen how are you young lady i'm doing great i, I like i like the shoulders the Thank shoulders you. and the, and there's a little bit of mm-hmm. glitter situation mm-hmm. going glitter. on glitter shimmer shimmer Shine. is that what it is yeah i don't think it's glitter it's just a little sheen, little shimmer, little shine. Little shimmer, little shine. Glitter is for another community. They've taken glitter. Like rainbows, they got glitter. I don't, it's not oh, good. oh, uh, yeah. say less. I'm good with them. I just, I'm just saying glitter is mm, mm, glitter. Mm. Yeah. And mm. shimmer is like subdued. Mm. There you go. More mm. subtle. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, you, you dabble in subtlety. Master teacher. And on my left, we are going to introduce my man. Y'all know him. Always understated but never underrated. Kirk Cashmere Quillen is in the building. That's just that's your announcement. It's just everybody knows. That's it. You know, so when we get merch, mm-hmm. your merch is gonna be the point. It gotta be the double point though. The it, gotta, it gotta be like that. Yeah. What, what, why the double point? Because this means Square Biz, Jack. Square Biz Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is Jack? Can we know? Him? We don't know. We don't know. We don't yeah. know. Right. We know of him. I, I'm glad y'all are here. Uh, looking forward to today's to today's conversation. But I have a question for both of y'all, primarily because you all fit the bill for what I what I'm going to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've noticed about like, I, so I take a lot of pictures. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a picture taking app. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's what I do, right? But for the life of me, mm-hmm. as a grown man, I'm I'm being serious, y'all. This came from a place. I was watching some photos or some flicks from, uh, I was looking at some flicks from the Apollo show. And okay. It was like like Harlem's finest. It was okay. like Mace and Cameron. And, and they all, like, they, 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 they had the same problem that I have, but they didn't seem like they wanted to admit it. Grown men have no idea what to do with our hands and pictures. We don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. We, we constantly hit them with the, Right, the peace sign. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's the, like the, that's the easy default. Occasionally, if you want to look humble, you hit him with a point, point. right, mm-hmm. to someone else mm-hmm. to make it seem like oh the attention's on him. If you want to look corny, you point to the camera, because then it's like hey, wish you was here mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You're a fly guy. You're a fly woman who you know dabbles in like. Finery things. What are we supposed to do with our hands? Well, you forgot this one where y'all double. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, the, yeah. You're yeah, right. The, the wrist grab one, is yeah, the sophisticated that's, that's the joint. One, yeah. The wrist grab is. Thank you. That's what. What are we supposed to do? Because women have all kinds of stuff y'all can do. Y'all can hold your hands. Y'all can sort of be playful, but with us, we got to look cool. I have to master my own craft. I don't know what you guys are supposed to do. Like, work on that amongst yourselves. You You've been very helpful. I, listen, 
I know my wheelhouse. It's not man poses. I don't know what y'all supposed to do. You're very good at this job. Uh -huh. Thank you. <laughs> word. Oh, man. I was hoping she said something. See? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Well, that, thank mm. you both. for Because I'm I'm not doing a peace sign, but I got to figure this out. Because yeah. I'm going to be taking more pictures. I mean, I think what you do is okay. Uh, all right. So listen. I mean, it's okay. Fine. Since my dream team was not helpful, I need <laughs> anybody who's out there in the comments, please let men know what to do with our hands and pictures because we have no idea. Like, we just grab our wrist, we throw up the piece on, like, we just literally have no idea. Well, so. do this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do what y'all, I'm sorry. That wasn't right. Mm. Do, do we mm. need to start over? Because mm. that was wrong. We're going to keep going, y'all. <laughs> That's going to bring us to our shortcuts. This is our news and views, our conversation about things that have been on the mind. You may have seen them in media, you may not. Or just our fun topics that we just want to hit right quick before our main conversations. Um, I saw this story, and I could not help but to really, it, 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 it struck me. And I know that this is a story, this is a conversation. I know most of the time we have our pre-production meetings. I send out the stories. I'll let you guys know what we're talking about. This is something that is a, a little bit different because it was something that hit me today. So there is a policy or a law in place that allows for retired Ukrainian refugees to be eligible for SSI. Mm -hmm. That's all here. that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, you you can be, you don't have to have worked here. Right, 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 right. You don't have to have worked here. You don't have to have paid taxes here. But you can come here as a Ukrainian refu refugee and you can apply for SSI and get benefits. So I have a conversation a lot about the notion of competing interests because that's why, politically speaking, I am of the belief that black people do not have permanent political allies. We only have permanent political interests. Mm. So all of our allies are temporary as far as I'm concerned because there's going to come a point where those things are in conflict. Now, I'm not suggesting that the conflict is between people getting SSI. Like, I'm fully aware of the fact that Black Americans are SSI eligible. I'm not challenging that. The issue is the money, the resources, the the, the things that are make are being made available to folks when you have literally streets, villages, entire like tent cities of homeless black people, when you have a conversation about reparations that people won't move because we don't have the money for it. Those are the things that start to make me think about competing interests. Would love to get your reaction from you know, from both of you about that. I know it's not something we talked about before, <clears throat> but it hit me this morning and I was like, this, this something about this does not feel right. Hillary? Yeah, I think I think it's terrible. I, I was talking like um, last week when they were talking about hitting a debt ceiling, whenever that was recently. And I started kind of doing my own research and I started seeing where America was funding, like to the tunes of billions of dollars, you know, countries like Ukraine and Israel and um, Afghanistan. And I just think it, it's weird. It's just the weirdest thing that we get lambasted by the Republican Party for not making contributions and not pulling our weight and, you know, not making the money and paying into the system. And not being, being American enough. Yeah, not being American enough, not being patriots. And, and then even, you know, We've heard over generations, welfare queens and those kind of things. Sure. And then you get to just come over from 
Ukraine and be like, write your name on a piece of paper and get a get a check. And, and I think, Kurt, I, I want to hear your thoughts, but I also think that like, this is a classic example. I and and I will say this up front. I'll say that I have not done extensive research on it, yeah. but I will say that I have never heard of other ethnic groups from other places like Venezuela, like Haiti, you know, people of color being eligible for these types of benefits. Now, I'm not saying that they're not because, again, I haven't done the research, but I just thought it was peculiar in this time, in this space, that that's, that's the story. Like, the, the policy measure was, let's create these set-asides for a group of Eastern European people to be able to enjoy sort of the, literally, and I'm going to call it what it is, the fruits of our labor. Mm -hmm. Because it literally is funded by taxes that we pay based off of our work. So I can say the fruits of our labor because that's what it that's is. That's a fair statement. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts? My thoughts? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a terrible relationship Blacks have with America, it's, you know? We we want them to act right, but every chance that we think they're gonna do right, they just they just don't. So you think it's like a domestic abusive relationship? I you're do. making that you're making that power. That power, yeah. It's 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 disheartening. You know, every time you look at the news, it's it's another thing we have to go through as a people. It's another emotion we have to overcome. It's redundant. Mm. Yeah, I I I I'm actually going to look into this more because Again, it hit me on first impression. And it could be, because this is what happens in the news sometimes, it could be that, generally speaking, all people who seek political asylum in America and are of retirement age are SSI eligible. In which case, that's a different conversation. But I know that with respect to how it has surfaced in this context, I was alarmed. Well, you know alarmed. what? As a Texan, I, you, you, you spoke about... Um, just people of color specifically. And I know that everybody was on board with um, just like, I live, I grew up in a border state. And so- The stars at night. They are big and bright. But I was torn for a while. Well, I wanted to talk to you about that. Like being at a, a wild at a point. thing for me, everyone was, you know, up in arms about it. But growing up in a border state, you have to know that there's nuance in that. Yeah, it's not just, yeah. oh, let people... I get it. Like, coming to the East Coast and living here now, I understand there are people from all over the world seeking asylum or just that want to come to America and make a life. But living in Texas See, is I a different animal. And there, there is some nuance in that where... I don't know if they're all the way wrong for saying no. So, I think it's a difference between... You know, I'm a big proponent of it's not necessarily what you do, it's how you do it. And I think that if there is any consensus about the immigration conversation in America, a large part of it is maybe not necessarily your position about people being here, but it is about how you treat people when they are here from a humanity space. Whether it's, I'm going to send you back or you can't be here. So I think we can disagree about that. But I think that what a lot of people are reacting to is when you decide to use these people as political pawns and you put them at Kamala Harris's doorstep on Christmas Eve. Come on, son. It's sick. It's, it, it, it's sick. Literally, it is sick. And I think that's, that's really the issue. It's not necessarily what you do. 
it's more so how you do but it. But also, I think that we have this tendency to look at things through rose-colored glasses about how America is supposed to behave. When on the contrary, we just got done fighting about Brittany Griner going to yeah. Russia and getting locked in the cage. Okay, we got people in cages. Every other country has people in cages too. What what's the deal? That's what people that's what they do. They put people in cages around here. You're not supposed to be around here doing stuff. Yeah. But we get so bent out of shape because, oh, look at them. They have kids in cages in America. Okay. We got kids in the cages everywhere. It's 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 a stay at home. It comes it comes so from it, it comes from a space of not being able to see yourself as inhumane. It's a, it's it's a problem when everybody else does it, but when you do it, there's a, there's a difference. It's, it's just, narcissism. It's, it, that's yeah. what it boils down to. It's it's American narcissism. Well, we're gonna move on. Hmm. Um, yeah, like that, American right? Narcissism. American narcissism. Hmm. That's my new single. Amen. Mixtape. Uh, I get 30%. Maybe. So, <laughs> I, I wanted to have some fun with this. Uh, I'm going to start a little game here. It's called Broken Time Machine. All right? So, if you had a time machine, you know, the, the obviously, I think we all are familiar with the idea of what it is to have a time machine. Mm-hmm. Go wherever you want throughout history. Mm-hmm. That would be too easy to sort of do because we've all done that. So, you got a time machine. We black people. So it might be a little, you know, got mm-hmm. some kinks to it. Mm-hmm. All right. You got some duct tape somewhere. You got some duct tape to it. I'm not going it. too far. You got some duct tape to it, all right? So you got time machines. You, you can't go too far. Because some of y'all might go back to slavery times and just decide. And the shit break. Right. <laughs> I'm not getting water holes. Yeah, we're not finna, we're not finna mm-hmm. Octavia Butler this whole thing. Mm. All right. So we, but you got a time machine and you can only go back between two decades, the 80s or the 90s. Okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. You can go backwards, 80s or 90s. You can break the rule of time travel by bringing one trend, one artist, one dance style item, something back, a TV show, a movie, like something you can take from that era. And bring it now? And bring it now. But, but I can't take something from here and put it nah, back? No, 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 no. Don't work that way. All right. You, you go there ass naked and you come back with whatever you come back with. Oh, man. This That's is great. What do you got? Where do you go and what do you bring back? Hmm. Oh, I'm bringing back natural bodies. All right. I love it. I'm bringing natural bodies back. That's a bring, good one. Bring that natural ass back over here into the 2000s over here. Bring it back. Even if, which decade? You seem really happy about that, no, too. I am. Let me tell you something. Which decade I, are you in, though? What natural bodies are we talking about? I can do 80s or 90s. I could do either because the reality is those were both too. Both of them. Very. I was watching videos the other day, like yeah. old videos, you know, Tupac and Snoop, and then the people Bowles. look real. It was just a very different time. Now, I'm not saying natural bad bill bodies, but just <laughs> natural bodies. What I do not like Bunch right of wisdom now teeth coming is back. how you saw, <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> I do not like now how everything is homogenous. Like, yeah. you know, they, they have made it like so, so accessible. It's like a mold. It is. So everybody looks exactly the same. Yeah. You know, when they unknock their knees or do whatever it is that they do when they take them to the clinic and stuff, it's like now just give them the same ass. You want a bowlet? the same waist. I want to see some variation there. You know, I want maybe a little bit of box on the ass. Maybe a little droop on the ass. I just want some different shit. I want a thin girl, a, a, a fine-ass thin girl who just walked through like Naomi Campbell. You just got to give her like, oh, yes, sis. I just want to see some variation 
in this situation. Everyone wants the same yeah. exact thing. And, I, and it's not realistic. I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted with it. And, I, and like I said, I don't see ugly things anymore. So I just, I just started to ignore it. Oh, even the BBLs, you ignore them. So for me, I'm 100% on board with tweaking and having things done. I just don't like the copycat. Oh, look at her ass. I want my ass like that. Oh, where'd you? Who was your doctor? I don't like that. Like it's, you just, it's I want the natural body back. Uh, well, I want to bring it back. Okay. Yeah. Kurt, where you going and what you bringing back? Oh man, natural bodies. That's nice. Um, <laughs> you still on that word? That's crazy. Shit, Kurt. I mean, I like that. You know, all natural. I miss that. Miss y'all, sis. Um, what would I bring back? I will go to. I will go to the '90s and bring back urban fashion. Oh, you would remember Urban Street where? Yeah. Like any particular brand? All of them. All of them. Yeah. Why? Why? Why that? Because I feel like today, they're they deserve to get their flowers, but people are too scared mm. to acknowledge them now. Yeah. So I feel like now things have changed where we can celebrate each be other a, better. A, a time to actually let them rock. Right. At the level that their impact deserves. Deserve. I, I actually appreciate that mm-hmm. because a lot of those brands at this point were, they've had such, I mean, we've always clearly introduced, I mean, uh, influenced popular culture. We know that. But at that time, Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, brands were, like major fashion houses were like biting at the ankles and sucking dry Mm. what it was from urban designers and urban wear because that's what they needed. That's what they needed. They they, they needed that to sustain. Mm -hmm. And it influenced so much. And you're right, they never got their flowers like that. Like even we could go down the list of brands we from Walkerwear as the grand mm. as just like the the grand poobah of everything mm. and then just go Aniche, Fubu, Fat Farm, Fat Fashions, Baby Fat. Like we could just name over and over and over. And I'm missing a ton. I'm missing mm-hmm. a ton, right? And it still wouldn't do justice the way that now people would get their shots. So I like that. Right. For me, I would go back to the '80s, and you know what I would bring back. Playing outside. Oh, that was a good. That's a good one. Playing outside. Yeah, like these kids do not play outside. I remember it was a summer day, and I was driving to the house. Beautiful day, and it was the middle of the day on a Saturday afternoon. Not no. it was Saturday morning, like eleven o'clock at, at, in the morning. There were no kids in the playground. None. Zero. Not one. And I thought to myself, how is this possible? Like, how is this possible that kids don't play outside anymore? I mean, I know it's possible because of video games mm-hmm. and, and, and and phone time and screen time. And, and, and that's what and it danger. is. danger. Don't forget danger. You think? But there was danger when we was growing up, there too, though. Danger, and, and we had less safety. Like, I didn't have a cell phone or something happened to me when I was I, outside. I think our parents were less, you know, we, we are we have, we're fortified by a lot of fear. You know that? Like, so we, we have all this information and we have all this knowledge of, you know, serial killer and snatcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Human trafficking, all these things. And so we have all these things in our minds and we're fed it every day through media, you know. So now we're, we're afraid. You don't want your children to go outside and play at the park by this. So we will be out all day. All day. No all cell day. phone. And if you come home, you come, come home. home. That's it. His ass better be home. His ass better be home. He better not be late. Street life. Like, Street life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, everyone is so afraid of of letting their children be outside unsupervised. And we're so exhausted that we don't want to go sit out there with them. Do you let your kids go out and play? Well, I live in the country now. So yes, absolutely. They go out there and they might get bitten by a cobra. They come back in the house. 
And I'm like, don't come in and out of the house. Rinse that off in the water hose. Mm -hmm. Rinse the cobra there. bite off? Yes. Did you hit the cobra back? I asked questions like that. Did you? What, what did you do? Mm -hmm. you know, what you like, do to that damn yeah, boy? Why did he bite you? Why don't I have <laughs> cobra skin exactly. shoes exactly. since that cobra bit so, you? So for me, yes, I do. But I, I also situated at a point in my life to where I don't have to be as fearful of something happening. Yeah. You know, but if when I was in the city... I would have to go and, you know, or someone would have to go with my child to the park. I just really want us, our kids to go out and play. I think there's also a socialization aspect that's missed. There's the physical activity of like, you need to be outside. All the games that we just literally made up, you don't need anything more than your imagination. Mm. Think about the games we made up. Freeze tag, TV tag, mm. just, what's that? So, it. The concept of it. So you know how we have this black and African-American discussion here? Yeah. I just want to say something to you. Go we ahead. know where you live, what kind of neighborhood you live in. Because if you go to the hood, kids still play outside. You know that, right? Oh, so you calling me African-American? I think you had a, this is an African-American conversation. I. So you said that's, that's an African-American moment. Yeah. Actually, you know, I was going to say that. I was going to yeah. say playing outside is a, that's some, that's some. Elitish stuff. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? To do it or to not to do it? To not do it. Because the kid who's not outside, he has everything in the house to keep right. him in the house. So he has a PlayStation, an iPad, a phone. Y'all ain't gonna do this to me on my. Y'all, y'all ain't gonna do this to show. me on the. You want the truth? Yeah, no, I get it, but I feel like there's still a lot of kids you don't that be, be inside. American, get past that, because baby, you are in a onesie. You definitely average. All right, you know what? This I got something for y'all. I got something for your hot ass. We're gonna keep going. <laughs> We're going to keep going on the Charles Coleman podcast. That's going to bring us to our contributor segment, mm. uh, our conversation where our contributors get to wax poetic about what's on their mind. And today, we got my man on the couch, so you know what time it is. Smooth as cashmere. Right. What are you talking about today, my man? Um, something that I've been thinking about, and I don't really know how to address it, so I'm going to bring it to the couch. All right. When you're dealing with your crew, with your boys, or even your female friends, right? And it's over. Friendship breakup. Mm. How do you address that? Do you Oof. do you say it, or do you start moving funny? Do you lessen with the calls? Do you not show up at the dinner? Jesus, how do you do it? This is this is this is <laughs> emotional. This is a, a a word right now. Um, I think that is a very very interesting conversation. I'm going to open up right now. Uh, I've been through that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been through that. On what side? With your homeboy or your homegirl? Homeboy. Okay. Uh, I've probably been through it with my homegirls too. Okay. But okay. I, in my head, of course, this is like a mad, vulnerable, but honest thing. Mm -hmm. it, I've been through it with my homeboys. And I think that it requires what I like to call a level of emotional honesty. Mm -hmm. And emotional intelligence. Because sometimes there are things that people, you, you got to give to people, but you got to assess whether they're ready for it. Mm. And sometimes you have to, you know, based off of how ready they are, and sometimes they'll never be ready, that will dictate how you sort of do it. Because sometimes if you have somebody who's emotionally ready, you can say, at some point, you, you know, you got to pick your spots. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you can let them know, like, we both know that like things have changed. It's not, I don't love you any less. Mm -hmm. I, I still got love for you, but we grow, people grow. Our relationship has just evolved to a different place. 
And I mean, you know, that's that's wordsmithing it, but it's still the same principle. And then sometimes you just got to fall back. Because some, they might not be able to handle that. They might want to hit you with the why. It's, it's, it's like any other relationship. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Sometimes if you, you, you're a man, you've dated women before, you're married now. But when you were with a woman and you needed to break up, just it wasn't anything she did. Y'all just grew apart. Mm-hmm. You know in your head there's, certain, there's a certain level of like transparency that I could give this person mm-hmm. and that they'll receive. And then for some people, it was like, I can't really say that to you because you're going to excuse your way out of why it is what it is as right. opposed to just understanding and being emotionally honest about where things are. I'm a ghoster, so, yeah. Really? Not really. Like, <laughs> what was I saying? I mean, with friendships, like, really? with my home, one, I, I don't have very many, to be honest, let me be quiet because I really don't have a lot of experience with it. People don't like you? No. Uh, you know, this is not true. Usually people, like, try to work it out with me. And I'm, I work with, you know, like, yeah, I don't really have any friends. I don't keep anyone around we're going to break up with, you know? You have conflicts, but I also think that I am very much so, you know this about me, like, direct. So it's kind of hard to have, like, a, like, we've had things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was about to, I was going to let you rock. I was going to let you things, rock. But, no, no, no. We've but, had things, but you, but that's the thing. It, it's not going to be a. Either I'm going to, we're we going to stay together. You know what I'm saying? We staying together, but. Right. Or we going to break up. Or we going to be but separate you know for a while. whether or not, like, this person is a long-term. <laughs> no, she's laughing. No, you're laughing. We, we've, you know. Y'all have Hillary had fallen out. Hillary and I have always been strictly friends, like 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, she's on a very short list of plutonic friends of mm-hmm. mine. Um, but we've, you know, at different points. Mm-hmm. But so, I think all relationships go have to go through things. That's the, the test, right? The ones who build. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is like we wouldn't we wouldn't be sibling level if yeah. we hadn't had challenges, you know, where it, in growing pains in spaces where it's like, okay, you know, real stuff though. Like real mm-hmm. grown people stuff. And that's the whole thing you're saying about emotional intelligence, you know? But I also think that the emotional intelligence helps you understand the difference between this is something that we're experiencing mm-hmm. versus We've evolved to a place where we're just in different spaces. Yeah, and I and I, I you know I think that that's important to understand. You and your friends, y'all are gonna go through stuff. Yeah, and you may have a moment where it's like because of where you are in life or what you're experiencing, you know the 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 way that you guys navigate your friendship is mm-hmm. a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to your point, Kurt, when you get to that place where it's like it's not hitting where it, where the way it was, and mm-hmm. it, and it likely won't. Right. You Ever know, again. Ever again. Mm-hmm. It's I think what happens and and you know, I'm not speaking for everybody here, but I think that the grief of what was mm. is what we spend the most time dealing with because we figure like we want to avoid that feeling mm-hmm. as much the reality of the new place isn't so bad because you're in the new place. You're just there. You're like, oh yeah, I, you would. But when you realize when the grief of what was no longer, longer being right, right. and it being gone and that settles in, that's what we end up having the trouble dealing with. It's I like, think I'm strictly still a black. I mean, today I'm like all black today because you guys are having a very African American conversation again. God. Where for me, when I think about the friends I've like had fallouts with. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't I, have to necessarily be a fallout. Oh, for me, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Either we're in or we're not in. Mm-hmm. And if we're not in, I'm falling out. Like, I'm shooting the fuck yous and, like, we're going to argue. See, that's her and problem. Then, is that she doesn't, there's then, no, like, there's no so middle. So you know, so we're clear. 
so we're clear mm-hmm. that when I see you, it's either on or site, site or don't talk to me. That's that's that is and see, because, that's, but that's when it no goes back. That's black. That that's like it on, it's on site. Why I gotta be, honest, be on this, site? But at this big age, there's really no reason to have people around you that you feel like you're gonna have fault, like that you feel like you're gonna outgrow. Like I'm big now, like. It's not outgrowing my forty-something-year-old friends. But you, but we the, aging but, into some shit now. But the people you was friends with at twenty-two, you were in a very different place in life as opposed to forty-two. So I do, I understand what you're and saying about gone. right. I've already done that, and when I did, I did it big. I'm talking about sparks flew, fireworks, confetti. <laughs> it was all the things. We mm-hmm. fell out. Why? 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 Why do you feel the need to do because that? Because for me. That's what, that's my, so this is the thing. You see how you say you sitting with the, I'm sitting with the grief of the loss. I ain't sitting with shit. You know why? I left it all on the stage. I left it there. It's no grief to carry. You know why? Because the grief is over there where I fell out with that bitch at. The drama. And I'm not going back for the, it. The I'm going to keep moving forward because it's too heavy of a load to carry. So you, you just know let what it that go. Makes? You know what that creates in women when we hold grief? What's that? Fibroids. And that's an inside <laughs> joke, but the world needs to know, okay? That's that is it. an inside joke. Women cannot, we cannot hold on to our grief. We have, they killing our children in the street. We can't be holding on to the grief of friendship too. We just don't keep holding grief. No, cuss her out and go on. And that's all you got to do. And I know. I think men are oh, different. so ignorant. You're going to cut. Yes, I am. And whatever it is you want to think about it. But what I'm not doing tonight is sitting with my grief. I'm not doing that. I think men are I different. I have joy. I think, I think men, that, that's a, a perspective. And the world didn't give it to her. Listen. <laughs> I, you know, I just think maybe, and I, I never considered this until just now. Okay. I think men and women have a different way of approaching it. Definitely. Because we ain't doing that because we're not doing all of this because yeah. at some point somebody's going to get punched. Yeah. Oh, y'all crazy. Y'all shoot every night. It's on the news. I see. Y'all right. But so 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 that, type this, of, this, so that type of... So that type of... emotions are there. No, no, no. I'm not saying... The emotions are there, which is why we're not going to engage it in that way because it's not going to stay... It's going to go too far. It's going to go too far. So Gosh. I think that that's why it's an important... It is a difference. I never considered that until just now. Yeah. But it is an important difference. Mm-hmm. I think that with men, it really does come down to emotional intelligence. And just and sometimes, maybe the easiest thing is just to fall back. Fall back, yeah. That's the safest. Yeah, but the, the other, it, it, it's safe. But the other thing that I'll say, and you know, I learned, I learned from my contributors all the time. I learned this actually from G some years ago. In order for you to stop doing one thing, you got to have something else to do. Yeah. So I think that that's like the other thing is if you're in that space... You gotta figure out what else am I gonna do in terms of how am I gonna move away from this as mm-hmm. opposed to like I know I'm not here anymore. I know I'm not gonna be here anymore. You gotta at least know where, where am I going? going? Right. Where mm-hmm. am I going? Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. thing. And where we are going is to our main conversation. But before we do that, we want to shout out Kurt for smoothest cashmere. Square biz, Jack. Damn right. Um. So our main topic today is a. I don't know. Is this an African American conversation or a black conversation? We, You've been on your AA thing today. Go we, ahead. Let's see. We're going to talk about weaponizing wokeness. This has been something that AA. I've been. This is is it AA? Yeah, this is AA. But wokeness is black. No. You don't you think try, so? You can try no. your best to direct the narrative how you want it so you can be black. You African American. I'm all of it. I'm all the things. I'm going to be all the things. I'm all of it. All right. Well, let's see. Yeah, yeah let's one see. One piece or two? 
What'd you say? Is this one piece? It's hugs? all of the things. No, is it one piece? Hugs? Look, shoulder puff. Okay. It's all the things, all right? So, <laughs> we are talking about weaponizing wokeness. Um, there is, th- th- I'm a big person on narrative. Narrative is like my thing. It's, it's the thing that drives me in media. It's the thing that has always made sort of me passionate about the things that I am because I believe in the importance of narrative and how powerful it is. And what drives me nuts right now about the current discourse is the narrative around what it is to quote unquote be woke has been hijacked by everybody. 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 So we have allowed everybody to make woke mean something different, right? And so you got M&M's changing the they with the boots and now they can't do you got all kinds of stuff. And, and that's just really one example. There's one example that came to my head. I'm sure I can think of a ton. No, being vegan is woke. Denouncing Jesus is woke. Super woke. Hating a man is woke. Super woke. I mean, you can name a million yeah. things that make you Woke. woke and once you get all of those things right involved and you start you dilute the actual flavor of wokeness of course right? of course and it's so too much stuff in here and so now we have and Kurt you and I have talked about this before we've added so much stuff to the woke pot mm-hmm. right and then it's been weaponized against mm-hmm. us because nothing means anything anymore. nothing none of these terms mean anything and my frustration is that it has made it more challenging for the actual people who were actually having the conversations mm-hmm. that actually matter to be heard in a meaningful way. And it is, at its core, a pushback against anti-blackness. And the thing about it is everything you just talked about, the, the vegan community, the mm-hmm. anti-man community, the, the you know... The, the, the hair community. The, it's just everybody is right. a different version of woke. They are not necessarily fighting the fight against the the weaponization of wokeness now. So now that people, you know, there's literally an anti-woke campaign. It's it's called, in some places they call it culture wars. Like if you've ever heard that term, that's a thing now, culture wars, right? And so it makes me so angry because the, the, the group, the people, the causes that were at the root of what it was to be woke when it came out and what and was a thing, those are black people. Those are black issues. Those are black conversations. That is an impact on black folk. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yet again, here we are. The sauce has been diluted and we've gotten pushed to the bottom. Yeah, well, when you taste it, you're like, what is this? I don't even know what this is. Yeah, that's woke. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's what it is But whose fault is that? Is it? Is it? Because it's easy to say like, oh, right-wing media has hijacked this notion of wokeness and it doesn't mean that. But do we as a community bear some level of responsibility for allowing this to happen? So I don't think it's really anybody's fault. And I think that a lot of times, and I probably will bring this up a million times while we sit here on the sofa, because it's something that I've had to remind people of late. Of late. Um, so social media, which is something that we all use and we all take part in, is something that people will not accept as an experiment. And we are actually mm. in the experiment. It is new. It's new. So all of these things that are happening right now, you know, they're all hypotheses. And, like, there's no actual, like, stayed thing that we know is going to happen at the end of social media because we are a part of the experiment. And I didn't get on social media until 2009. Same. Like, I was like, which, 2008, which is, yeah. Which is a very new thing. So we don't know 
what the results of all of this information that we've been able to like instantly exchange amongst yeah. each other is going to birth. But we accept it. Like you saying, whose fault is it? It's really no one's fault. But before I probably would only know your version of woke because I talk to you on the phone or because I see you. But now I get to see everyone's version of woke yeah. and it creates confusion. It's honestly like babble. When people insert religion it into is. things, they, 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 they cease to talk about things like social media is babble. It's all it is. And that's you're exactly right because there's a for those of you who don't know I'm I'm a huge Family Guy fan and there's like a, a a very very I actually use this as part of my DNI training like when I go train I use this clip there's a clip where one of the characters makes a joke on Twitter that people deem to be offensive and so he goes to make an apology a public apology so it's a group of people and so he is standing outside his house and he says. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. And then somebody yells out, um, ladies, why'd you put ladies first? Uh, that's that's patriarchy. And then so he says, good afternoon, gentlemen and ladies. I identify as a as basketball. And somebody's like, he's like, ladies, gentlemen, and basketballs. I'm a parrot. Like, and so, you know, to the point of babble, yeah. that's actually a very valid consideration because I've literally seen it. And 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 you know, in terms of social media. Twitter is the worst with it because it goes back and forth about, well, you can't say that because that's not how these people describe so-and-so. Like, I've seen discussions about, for example, the use of the term Latinx. Mm. Most of the people who I know who identify as Latino don't use Latinx. No. Right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a term that they use. I understand the term. I'm very clear on the notion of gender, gender neutrality. But that's not even a term that they use, let alone to get preoccupied with it. Mm-hmm. Similarly speaking... We're not supposed to say homeless anymore. We're supposed to say housing insecure. Housing insecurity. Mm. Do you think that a homeless person is worried about how you describe them when you're trying to advocate for them or potentially support getting them in a home? I, I, these are the times that I use being Southern as a crutch, which is a lie because you know that I know all of these things. But I use being Southern as a crutch during these times. Like, I was raised by people who said stuff like Oriental. Well, my grandparents. And I think all about, you know, we we know this. So Mm -hmm. for me, I just act ignorant. Like, I, oh, I didn't know we were doing that. Because it's just way too much. Can't do that shit no more. You just gave away the secret. Oh, it's fine. I'm still going to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Still got that Oriental rug. (laughs) Um, I I don't know, man. This is. I don't call people Oriental. No, wait a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. She, he said, he said rug. I said rug, not he a person. I said my grandparents did that. No, no, but he I'm said, asking, I'm saying for me, I strictly Do you still have grannies like oriented rug? I'm not going to get into trying to like figure all of the other things out. It's mm-hmm. very difficult. It is. So, so they, I'm good with they and them. The, the, but, but, the, but, the, but the war on wokeness, Kurt, do you see it as something see, that's anti-black or do you see it as like, yo, we brought this on ourselves? I see it as the way I see everything else, man. You know, again, go, go back to our analogy. We left it on the porch, and people came, signed it out, and never returned it. So you're talking about the narrative around culture? I'm talking about everything and all things black. It's black for 10 minutes, and then somebody comes to snatch it, and it's over. It's co-opted. That's Mm. it. Yeah. And then we spend the next year trying to come up with something else dope. We do. And then we lose it again. Is there any way now that we have got to the space where that's happened? Right, mm-hmm. the idea of wokeness and and where we are with that and mm-hmm. how that works. 
has been co-opted. That train has left the station. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that we somehow can reverse that trend and push our voices, our issues, our communities, you know, talking points back to the front? Or is that just, we got to come up with a new system? To the front of where? To the front of the conversation. With who? Yeah, who's having the conversation? With majority culture. Oh, no. So do you think majority culture is going to care? I think that's the problem from the, from the beginning. Why are we trying to have a conversation with majority culture that we haven't even had amongst ourselves? What are we talking about? Right. Well, okay, so let's say amongst ourselves. Because even the conversation about wokeness among ourselves has been, the priorities have shifted. They've shuffled in terms of what we're talking about. And I'm not saying that we as a community can't discuss multiple things or address multiple things at one time. So that is not to say that we can't on one hand, have a conversation about cooperative economics, and then on another conversation, have a uh, discussion about internal community policing of our own, and then also talk about securing uh, uh, queer and trans lives at the same time, but that's not what be happening. So then, even among ourselves, right, the woke conversation, you brought it up earlier, hating black men, is on some 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 levels like a woke thing. Um, people will deny it, but if you look in practice, what we see internally in community suggests otherwise. So I guess my thing is still, how do we de-weaponize wokeness so that we're not using it against ourselves? Because at some point, the whole shit is unproductive. Because the, the, to the Babel conversation... We're not solving anything. We're just spinning our wheels and going back and forth. So then how do you sort of de-weaponize the notion of what it is to be woke to get some of those things out of the pot so that we can focus on what's most important? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't think it's possible. You don't think it's possible? Yeah. I, don't, you think I don't think so. Either. We got to just come up with a new dish. Yeah, once I, you mix but, it all together, you can't pull the salt yeah, you out can't, and yeah. pull the thing out and then now it's like... The rule is already ruined. Already you just got to start done. all over again. It's that already part is wrong. already done. But also, yeah. I just think that, to be honest, just the direction of the world. Sometimes I think that we get so caught up in redirecting the ship that we don't recognize that, like, civilization is civilization, and it's going to move how it's going to move. We we are narcissistic. As a culture, we are narcissistic. Like, we really- Whose culture? Black people. Oh, so now we having a black conversation. Back to black. Okay. I've, I've only been black on this so for this area over here. We segregated today. Y'all been African American. No, 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 no. The conversation is a black. But, but what I don't think is that we ever look at ourselves as a part of civilization, right? Civilization as a whole, and where we are and what has happened to us specifically. Like if you look at Mesopotamia, Sumeria, and cultures and civilizations who have moved how we are, how we are moving. Antiquity. It, it just sometimes it don't last. Sometimes. We here for a good time, not a long time. Sometimes it's just gonna go the way it's gonna go, and there's really nothing that you can do so, to like stop it. So has the age of the Negro in your mind passed? I'm still here, and we're still present. And of course, we're gonna still try to do what we can to scratch and survive and get where we need to go, and even thrive in some sense. But I think to to continue to say, let's get these conversations here, let's put these in front of people, let's talk about this. I don't, I don't really think that's really I, progressive I, at all. I think where your conversation is going, and Kurt, where you have suggested, 
it leads me to believe that this is all the more reason to sort all this mess out because it is this whole situation currently is so messy is that we have to, when I start talking to people about this and this is where things connect, if you follow the podcast, if you follow the people on the podcast, if you follow these conversations, where we have to shift our focus is the age of the new Negro, the new Negro, because where we have been before is a space that has been convoluted, taken, mixed. Okay, cool. We had that experiment. We seen what worked at different points and we saw what didn't. And so now we have an opportunity to do something different. You have to believe in the Negro in order to be a part of the age of the new Negro. And in terms of defining it, part of what is required is that we draw on the lessons from yesterday Mm -hmm. and we don't allow the same simple shit to derail us tomorrow. Because to your point, Hillary, I do believe we are still here. We are still thriving. We are still capable. We still have the aptitude. So if that's the case and we have the benefit of the lessons from the past, we have an opportunity to do something better in the future. So that's going to do it for today's conversation. This was a good one. I'm going to have to even, I know I'm going to have to listen to this one over and over again and really sort of take some things out, but I'm glad you stuck with us. But we're not done yet, so make sure you stick with us for everybody's favorite conversation about love, sex, and relationships. That's right. Rules of engagement. We uh, have a great one tonight. To my left, helping me run the triangle offense is Mr. Salah Performance himself, Emerson's own. Mr. High Energy, DJ CEO's in the building. My (laughs) my (laughs) God. My Jet Ebony. Yo, give it to him. Give give the people what they want. And then, of course... Super sophisticated. We got the boss of 593 Washington, the professional go. winner, looking like a winner, looking like a snack dinner. All right, all <laughs> Gloria right, Sharuin right. is in the building. I love the color palette. Thank you. you. Color thank you. Real, real sexy. So tonight, we got more of a relationship conversation. And I've kind of sort of struggled with this, not personally. Well, I've had instances <laughs> of this personally, but I think it's a little bit of a like weird space. So you meet someone and you guys are dating. You guys have dated for, um, uh, this is someone new. And maybe you've gone on one or two dates, maybe two or three. But as a man, you have sort of decided, or maybe as a woman, you decide like, tonight is the night. Like this is, this is hello. This is where it's, you know, going down. Is it? Inappropriate to set expectations in advance in terms of where your head is at? Because on one hand, I think that on a lot, like on one hand, I have had spaces where I've been explicit. Like, yeah, so, you know, I'm looking, this is what I'm, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm trying to do. Not, not crass, but clear, Mm -hmm. right? Not crass, but clear. And then what I've gotten hit with on other, at sometimes sometimes it's been like great, like yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with that too. Mm-hmm. Other times it's been, I'm not sure that I'm ready for that, or like if that's where you are, then maybe we should wait a little bit, or maybe tonight's not a good night. Which I completely respect. I have no problem with that. In fact, kind of why I've done it is to know, are we on the same page or right. not? Right. And then other times I've gotten. You just need to just chill and let the mystery take place and happen organically. (laughs) And that shit to me is a, that's like a fairy tale. So I'm kind of wondering what are the rules? 
What's the approach when you want to be clear to find out whether you guys are on the same page in advance, but you don't necessarily want to like maybe, I don't know, spoil the surprise? Is there a spoiling the surprise in that space? No, I think, well, first of all, times have changed, right? Okay. So like 10, 15 years ago, like, yeah, you could go with the mystery. Let's just kind of see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, post Me Too? No, I need to know. I, I, Ace, I need to know immediately, <laughs> unequivocally, yeah. that you're with this. So I know how to move and carry myself. I kind of agree with you on that yeah. point. And one, of, and one of the reasons why I also think it's appropriate. Again, if you know, for example, right? If you know that you're not ready to take it to a particular space, and your partner is, or the person you're dating, rather, it's not your partner, they're dating, why not tell them? Because for me, as a guy, that's going to dictate how I move. Like, mm-hmm. if I know that you're not ready, and we go out, we eat, or what have you, I'm not inviting you back to my crib at that point. I'm going to say, maybe we do something else that's outside, that's in the public, or I'm going to say, have fun, have a good night. And that's it. Right. But, I, but you know, I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I think it depends on who you're dealing with. I don't think there's rules like this is going to work across the But you don't the board. know because they knew. But that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, I feel like obviously you need to kind of like get, you have to have at this point gotten a sense from the person. You know what I'm saying? Like you, that vibe got to be there like if it's going down. If it's not going down, I think you kind of know. Sometimes you don't though. Sometimes people, sometimes when people will talk like, I, I, I like well, you, I'm attracted to you, but I'm not ready. And you don't know when they're ready. Also, G, I'm gonna be completely transparent. And I'll speak for not all, but the majority of men. A lot of us are clueless. That's true too. So that That's thing true. that you're saying that you'll know you can feel, a lot of us don't, because it's no in the beginning, like there's no decision, usually there's no decision for many, like tonight's the night. Like any night. Is the night for us. So right, this but is we where just... we live. In our world, we really believe that in y'all heads, y'all, it's going down every night. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Right. So this idea that, you know, we gonna, I'm gonna ask you on the third night to see if you're ready. It's out of respect for you. It's out of respect. Right. Because we don't want to put you in a, we don't want, yeah. first of all, we don't want to put I'm you in a I'm just saying, but at the end of the day, the chicks that's living in a fairy tale that want this mysterical, mysterious moments and romanticizing yeah. that the sky is going to be red right. and then all of yeah, a sudden yeah, all things are going to click. She's going to exist in that space all day, every day, and so no we matter treat what you, as such. you ask. Right. We treat you as such. We, and so understanding that we're going to think like for you, everything has to be right. We're thinking Correct. about It has you. to be perfect. Right. right. Like you want this like romance where, because like it bugs I mean, there's the chick that's like saying, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm just, I'm waiting till I get married. Well, you know, there's that. She's, but but saying, you usually, you, you, yeah. you, know, you know that know by day three. From day one. Yeah, no, no, I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about, but All her shirts is tight. <laughs> the but, but, but a lot of times, well, sometimes there are women who are like, I just want it to happen organically. And I'm like, wouldn't you want to know what type of situation you're putting yourself in? Like, I hate to say it, but it's a reality from a safety place. Like, yes, every day for us is like, very scary. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, like, there's a scary aspect of dating I mean, there sometimes. Is. There's there like, is. It's, uh, you know, like, we have a lot of fun, but there are creeps out there, yeah, right? Like, so if he's, if he's telling you, because here's the flip side. He doesn't say anything, right? right? Maybe he's not a creep, but he has the expectation, and he thinks, to Jarrell's point, to CEO's point, he thinks he is going to be getting it tonight because he thinks he's been clear. Right. So he invites you to the crib. He done bought two dinners. He done, <laughs> he done bought two dinners. He done bought two dinners. Shake Shack, 
It's going down. He went to yeah. people, two dinners, supersized them, took a honey pack. Uh-huh. Yo. He took the honey pack before he got the S. Yes. And then gets to the crib and like, he's, now he's frustrated. Not pack. saying he's not, yeah, he took the honey pack. <laughs> not saying he's doing anything, but he's frustrated and he thinks you're playing games. Right. right. Because why would you come to my crib? We done been on a couple dates now. Yes. Don't put yourself in this situation. You know, and he may not do anything. But that's still an avoidable space that I think right. that like just well, a I think a conversation will yeah. definitely enable you to have a better gauge on where you are. But again, I'm saying that I just think that it depends on the person that you're dealing with. Everybody's gonna give you a different energy. There's that there's there's that chick you gonna meet and that is we smashing right, or right. no oh, off the top. We gonna just hey, have I, it. I got, straight. I got a question. Can you handle this curve? Yes. Okay. <laughs> not screaming. the curve. No, but it. But uh, not but, the curve. But no, no. Seriously, like that. I think communication. The older I get, the more emphasis I put on the importance and and the safetyness, even with like communication, because yeah. you just you just never know. So you should always open your mouth and and also I think clearly. Uh, what organic means is relative. For you to communicate it, you should be as like clear as possible because you don't want to ruin anything by misleading. And it also, oh, what I, what I was really getting at was the idea of organic being relative, right? So organically for me to be to be forward, that is organic for me. Mm, that's right? that's also a fair that, point So that's too. what I'm saying. The word you might be the relative, type of person right, like, right. actually, if you want to get to know me <laughs> right. and you want, it to be, you want me to be authentic, this is how I get down. Right. That's, I, this is why I keep going back to, I really feel like if there's no rules. I just think that it's something that needs to have a lot of fluidity based on who the individual's involved. You yourself as a person in terms of how you present and then who you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? I got to call something out before we wrap up. This is my last point on this because it becomes a thing and it happens more often than I think people realize. There's a certain segment, and I know, G, you talk about like we got to leave people where they are, but I got to call this out. There's a certain segment of people, and a lot of times, unfortunately, it happens to be women because women are the ones oh, who us. are. It's hear me out. Hear me out, because you because you're gonna know what I'm talking about. All right. You are dealing with a guy, or you meet a guy. You know you are not trying to let him in that space with you. You know. Right. You know he's trying to go in that space with you. He makes it clear he's trying to go in that space with you, and you hit not you specifically, but these women will hit him with. Let's just see what happens. Let's do it organically because they want, you know, the benefit. They want the benefit of whatever the time's going to get. They want the dates. They want the attention. Mm -hmm. They want the additional sort of like the perks of his perks of his chase Mm -hmm. without knowing how it's going to end, knowing you not trying to end up where he's trying to end up. Stop that. Stop that. Mm. Stop that. Do no. We're not no. stopping that. Yes, you should stop. I'm it's, giving you a chance to possibly change my mind. Get out of here. You can't, you can't talk a woman in out of her drawers. You can only talk yourself out of them. Right, yeah. Listen, you can't talk it into it. You can only at talk the it end out of, of it. Day, Come the on, don't do that. That's mad manipulative. It's not manipulative. I'm giving you an opportunity to spend some more money on me. Get out of here. Give me Ladies a chance and to change my thank mind. Thank you so much for coming out. <laughs> Who said I wanted that? We have had a great conversation tonight. This has been Rules of Engagement. <laughs> Leave whatever your thoughts are in the comments. We are not spending money on manipulative people. We're not doing that, male or female. My name is Charles Coleman. I hope you've enjoyed it. This is DJ CEO, and she's Gloria Sarubin. We'll see you next week on the Charles Coleman Podcast. Peace.